From the birthplace of radio's greatest era. Now, from New York, it's Radio Night Live with Kevin McCullough. Unlike anything else on radio today, it's a front row seat for great information with today's leading experts. Travel with a third generation travel icon, Linda Perillo. The Fox News Medical All-Stars featuring Dr. Mark Siegel, Dr. Marty McCary, Dr. Jeanette Nishwat, and the OG, Dr. Nicole Sapphire. Legal analysis from former prosecutor and court journalism superstar Imran Ansari and Christine Nicholas. The quintessential heartbeat to New York hospitality. All Joining legendary broadcast pro Kevin McCullough on a mission unlike any other. United to bring back New York. Now, live from Studio 111, here's Kevin McCullough. All right, Kevin McCullough, glad to have you with us. You know, over the last uh, few days, there have been two stories that I've really been tracking very closely. One on the national level, the warrantless searches of the FBI. But here locally, it has really become a point of fascination. And when my national audience gets a hold of this, they, they kind of are kind of puzzled by all of it, um, that th- there is a there is a disgraced politician who, for many reasons, needed to leave his spot as governor of New York State and has... I guess, gone into his cave and done his penance and thinks he's he's entitled now to resurface. And just some background thinking on on why this is important to me as you're listening to this today. Um, I'm keenly aware of the failures of humanity and how people constantly make mistakes and try to uh, move on with their life. And sometimes people learn from their mistakes and they grow. And sometimes they avoid responsibility, acknowledging anything that they did wrong and really just want all the power back that they had before. And I think one of the reasons in the 80s and 90s when you had the Ted's, the Ted Swaggerts and you had the Catholic Church scandals and you had these types of things and people were so down on uh, some of the religious leaders of the day is because sometimes you heard uh, admissions of things that were done, but no apologies. And sometimes you didn't even hear Uh, admissions of things that were done. And so there's this thing inside of most of us that just rubs us wrong when somebody comes back and goes, hey, trust me again, even though I didn't really take responsibility for why I should not have been there doing what I was doing to begin with. And nothing could apply more to the former governor of New York State, Andrew Cuomo, as he single-handedly signed an order that for 46 days allowed New Yorkers to die at a rate of almost eight times the number of deaths that Al-Qaeda carried out in the 9-11 attacks. And we're talking about the COVID-19 order to put COVID-positive patients inside of nursing homes. Someone we've spoken with on this topic multiple times is Janice Dean of the Fox News Weather Center. And she uh, has rejoined us. And Janice, your conversations with us have been very candid and very moving. Um, But there's an attempt by this politician using sometimes radio hosts, sometimes ones at at my station, sometimes at at ones at other stations to uh, get interviews and to promise that the tell all is going to happen and the real story is going to be told, but something else always seems to happen. What's your what's your take on the rehabilitation that Andrew Cuomo is trying to do to his image? I loved how you put all of this into your beginning of the opening to introduce me. That's exactly it. That's the bottom line. There was no admission or apology or I will spend the rest of my career writing this wrong. He has always deflected and blamed other people and said, you know, I think he still feels he was the best leader during the pandemic. I think. He is a narcissistic personality that will never feel like he did anything wrong. Um, But going back to what you said about the rehab tour, it's been going on for some time. He really didn't go away. He really didn't go away for a, a period of months where he could reflect and then all of a sudden come out and do one interview and people were like, oh, oh, I remember him. And okay, yeah, 
it was always like right away he was trying to get out there into the spotlight again because I think that's all he's ever known to, to be quite honest with you he grew up in the governor's mansion he himself was in the governor's mansion he's always in, been in politics the Cuomo name has been out there for decades um, so you know it's always been part of his DNA I guess right uh, but right so when listen anybody can interview him all right that that's the way the world works but i would expect if you're a journalist that you would give him very hard questions um especially like you mentioned when it comes to the nursing homes where we don't have any answers or accountability um and he still continues to kind of get away with it you know like i said blaming everyone else um, not really answering the questions and then bringing it back on himself. Um, you know, the most recent interview that he did with Rita Cosby on WABC, he was going on about my father when he died and I blame the doctor. Well, that's not the same. Your father didn't die alone in a pandemic without his family around uh, with an order of sick patients going into the place where he lived right you know it's a completely different situation and you brought you know the, my job up what i do as a weather person well when a big weather event happens in new york or wherever there's always an after action review right so that we find out what we did wrong so that it never happens again there has never been an after action of review when it comes to a lot of, you know, COVID mandates, but this one specifically that I believe affected my family. Well, and I want to add just a couple of other pieces of info back into this conversation. When he signed this order, he kind of did it defiantly. There was there were there were voices that were advocating that he not do it and he did it anyway. And then as the pandemic wore on, he during the pandemic uh, spent time that you would have thought he would have been using to try to solve the pandemic, cure the pandemic, be be a solution provider in the pandemic. But instead, he spent time writing a book mm -hmm. with a huge advance that which um, then uh, in addition to that, um, he, he, he had this like star thing that started coming up. Cuomo sexuals was a word that got invented because people would tune into his 12 noon updates every day and he won an Emmy for this and he he went out and accepted it like there were all these things that he was being ingratiated by that were you know showering glory upon him when at the end of the day the families of those nearly 16,000 um, people that died were just left suffering and I just yes. can't accept the fact that if you were the one that signed the order that caused the people to die at eight times the rate of the terrorists of 9-11. And I'm not going to stop saying that because 16,000 people is probably the greatest number of deaths caused by an individual in our state's history. Mm. It's very important that we that we remind ourselves of the facts and say, but until there's some sort of responsibility taken, we can't let this happen again and he can't have the reins of power again. You're absolutely right. And last week, I, you know, testified in Congress finally um, to raise awareness in Washington, D.C. of what happened, not only in New York, but there were several other governors that yes. had the exact same warning. New Jersey, before. Michigan, lots of states yes. that did it. Yeah. Absolutely. And they probably did it because they followed Cuomo's example. Yes, but we won't find that out unless there is a full investigation with subpoena power. Janice Dean, my apologies and thoughts and prayers continue to be with your family and with the 16,000 people uh, who, who lost loved ones. Uh, we continue to stand in your corner. I'm totally hashtag team weather girl. I'm not going anywhere anywhere on that. I, we, we've got your back and thanks for coming on to talk to us. Well, listen, and thank you for staying on the story because I appreciate it and so do my fans. So do the family members. Yeah, you've got it. All right, Kevin McCullough, we've got a lot more to get to. Stay here.
Mike Lendell and MyPillow are launching the new MyPillow 2.0 with a special buy one, get one free offer. The MyPillow 2.0 offers a brand new temperature regulating technology that keeps you comfortable throughout the night. The new fabric dissipates heat and humidity to create a cooling sensation to maintain a, a cooler surface temperature. MyPillow knows core body temperature plays a big role in how well you sleep. The new fabric technology helps regulate your body temperature throughout the night by creating a lower surface temperature for a more restful night's sleep. Machine washable and dryable with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee and made in the USA. Just go to the radio listeners page at MyPillow.com, use the promo code AM970 or call 800-651-0798 800-651-0798 Don't miss this incredible opportunity to buy one, get one free on the new MyPillow 2.0-800-651-0798. Hi, Kevin McCullough. What does the perfect wedding entail? Just you, the love of your life, your guests, and the iconic New York City skyline. Sound too good to be true? It's not. You can say, I do, all with gorgeous views of the New York City skyline in the distance on board the Atlantis yacht of New York Cruises. Call 212-633-1231 to book your unforgettable event today. New York Cruises is the premier unique wedding venue. They have a dedicated staff of experienced hospitality professionals who can provide you with wedding cruise event planning services every step of the way. Call 212-633-1231 to book your unforgettable event today. Your guests will dine in style on the main deck, sky deck, and lounge deck with 360-degree views of the Manhattan skyline. The Atlantis of New York Cruises is the perfect venue for corporate events, weddings, engagement, and anniversary parties, reunions, retirement parties, birthdays, bar or bat mitzvahs, you name it. Call 212-633-1231 to book your unforgettable event today or visit NewYorkCruises.com. Over the past 20 years, a quiet revolution has transformed medicine. Many conditions that once required major surgery can now be treated with procedures that are far less invasive and often far more effective. Are you aware of these alternatives? Join Dr. Dan Simon for All Things Health, where he discusses cutting-edge medical advances that are providing alternatives to traditional surgery. Dr. Simon is an experienced interventional radiologist who has helped thousands of patients experience dramatic improvements all without traditional surgery. Dr. Simon will explain latest medical breakthroughs so you can be fully aware of your options. Listen to All Things Health on AM 970 The Answer on Sundays and Saturdays on AM 570 and 102.3 FM The Mission WMCA. Have questions? Call Dr. Simon at 1-844-534-3621 or visit allthingshealth.ai or listen to All Things Health on AM 970 The Answer on Sundays and AM 570, 102.3 FM, The Mission, WMCA on Saturdays. To learn more, visit allthingshealth.ai. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Dennis Prager sees power used against us. I can't think of another action that so mimics what the Democrats are doing with January 6th, and that is suppressing freedom and using the government for its own ends to suppress freedom to jail opponents just as was done in 1930. What was it, 33, the Reichstag fire? I think it was. The Dennis Prager Show, weekdays at 1, right before Sebastian Gorka at 3, on AM 970, The Answer. Our hosts tell it like it is. No safe spaces here. AM 970, The Answer. From New York, back to Radio Night Live. Here's Kevin McCullough. All right, Kevin McCullough, glad to have you with us. Uh, always appreciate uh, tapping into the great legal minds of the day, particularly on the biggest legal matters of the day. And joining me now is a former prosecutor and a fellow at the National Review. Uh, does a lot of writing that you see, and not just National Review, but sometimes it ends up on the uh, newsprint of the daily newspapers here in New York as well. Andy McCarthy rejoins us. Andy, I wrote in my piece on Sunday about the warrantless searches that the FBI had uncovered in that FISA ruling last week. It's got to be pretty embarrassing for the Bureau to, to have those kinds of numbers coming out, 3.4 million data searches without warrants, um, 278,000 physical searches without warrants just in one calendar year. Um, what, what are you suspecting is the conversation behind the doors at the Bureau, and what should the conversation be about how to clean this up? 
Kevin, I, I think uh, it probably gets worse from even the startling numbers that you're talking about because I, I think these scandals are starting to sort of knit together. So what it looks like from what the FISA judge's order uh, indicates is that a lot of these illegal searches where they where they actually access some of the information that they've hoarded, which that's part of the problem. I'll get, I'll get to that in a second. But subject matter wise, it looks like they stepped up um, on the Capitol riot in particular. A lot of these searches are related to that. And as I noted last week, we have reason now to think that with pressure from the Democrats, the FBI has basically been cooking its books to make it look like there's more domestic terrorism driven by white supremacists in the United States than there actually is. The Democrats have been pushing the Bureau uh, to increase those cases uh, and to basically account for them, which is supposed to hook up with the Democrats' messaging that the biggest uh, threat facing the country is white supremacist domestic terrorism, which is their code for Trump supporters. Um, and it looks to me like this um, this FISA abuse plays right into that, as as you would figure, if the you know if the bureau is changing the way that it accounts for domestic terrorism cases, you you're not surprised to find that when they're unlawfully accessing FISA information, it's based on searches that are connected to the Capitol riot. Yeah. I broke down the numbers for my listeners on Monday after I wrote about it on Sunday, and I could not believe, but for that entire calendar year, we're talking every two calendar minutes for an entire year, they averaged 14 searches, uh, illegal searches um, on Americans for the entire year, the entire 12 months of that fiscal year. Um, when, when you think about that, and given the rather large mandate that the FBI has to be working on actual law enforcement issues uh, and all of the, the legal stuff they need to be doing to help protect Americans, um, what, what should the messaging, particularly for the Republicans, whether it's Trump or not, what should the messaging be to the American people about how this is going to get reformed? Because I don't think... This particular Democratic Party, the administration that's there at the moment, I could be wrong, but I don't think that they have a real interest in even acknowledging this problem. But certainly the Republicans can and should be shining a light on it. Yeah, I agree with that. I think, you know, I'm a, I'm an opponent of FISA. I never thought it was a good idea. I don't think it's a workable system. So to my mind, I would I would use these this stream of stuff that we get all the time because every time you sort of peek under the rocks to see what's going on with FISA we find that they're abusing it and that the judges can't do anything about it and of course the judges can't do anything about it because intelligence collection is not a judicial function so this whole system uh, is wrong-headed to begin with uh, I think they should get rid of the system I've also argued Kevin that I don't think I, I think the FBI should go back to just being a well, it was never just a law enforcement agency, but I think it should be, I think their national security foreign counterintelligence mission should be taken away and reassigned to a an intelligence entity like the Brits have at MI5 that doesn't have police power. And the Bureau, I think the Bureau's ethos changed after 9-11 and it became more of an intelligence agency than a police agency. And while intelligence is obviously very important to protecting the country, it's a very different skill set from policing. And it does not prioritize civil rights and following the law. In fact, you know, if you think about it, intelligence agencies, a lot of the stuff that they do, particularly overseas, is illegal. Right. You know, espionage is, is illegal in every country in the world that has a legal system, right? Uh, we give that mission to the FBI domestically because we want our intelligence service domestically to be bound by the law and the Constitution. But the problem is, if you start to think of yourself as an intelligence agency first, then your job becomes to stop bad things from happening 
rather than to presume people innocent and and honor their rights as you conduct regular that police is such work. an important insight and i don't think i've heard anybody else make that um uh, uh, observation and i i I'm so glad you did because that changes the whole way I'm looking at this now and not for the better, by the way. Um, mm -hmm. I was already concerned that when I saw this report, it felt like something the Nazi SS or the Kremlin's KGB would do. And you just explained why, because that's in essence the function of what they've become. They've become the domestic spy agency. Yeah, well, I, you know, I guess in some ways they would tell you they always were. And they, you know, they bristle at the term spy because they prefer to call it surveillance because they say they do it under authorities. I think that's a, you know, I mean. Well, I if you have three million times documented yeah, that you right. didn't do it under authority, that that's what right. I'm talking about. Yeah. And my thing is, you know, I think it, what it does is it makes them worse doing the thing we really need them to do, which is be a police agency. And the, the sad truth is they're not a particularly good intelligence agency. Yeah. So let me ask yeah. you this. The Durham report came out just before this FISA ruling was uncovered. And we know that the FISA court was abused in the surveillance of uh, Trump and his in, in people that were supposedly connected to Trump. Uh, we know that uh, surveillance was extended based on false information presented to the FISA court. If, if, you know, you know uh, Trump campaigned in 2020 on the slogan, you know, they're coming for me because I'm fighting for you. And it seems like the day that he was out of office, they started coming for us directly. Um, has, the, has the Bureau had problems like this in the past? Have they abused powers in the past? And historically, how have we dealt with them when they have? Well, the, the Bureau has a lot of, uh, the Bureau's got a very checkered history. I mean, basically they sent a letter to Martin Luther King uh, in a very covert way, which suggested that he commit suicide on the pain of like exposing uh, supposed misconduct on his part. So, you know, I, I don't want to stand here and say that this is so unprecedented that we've never had dark uh, chapters in the Bureau's history. Bureau's done a lot of good. It's it's done a lot of not good. Um, but I do think, Kevin, that we have, uh, in the last 10 years, we have a real spate of the Bureau allowing itself to be leveraged in the service of Democratic Party politics. Uh, we're talking with Andy McCarthy. So glad to have his legal insights, and we'll come right back. With SRN News, I'm Jason Walker. Cleanup operations underway now on Guam after Typhoon Mawar tore through the U.S. Pacific Territory. There are reports of a few minor injuries, but authorities say, thankfully, no fatalities. A number of homes destroyed, vehicles flipped over, trees shredded. Officials say it's the strongest typhoon to hit the territory since 2002. Lawmakers in several states now looking to loosen child labor laws, even as the Fed cracks down on surging violations. In 10 states, legislators have proposed allowing minors to work longer hours and, in some cases, end in more hazardous occupations as a fix for labor shortages. Wall Street today, the Dow was off 35 points. This is SRN News. This is Mike Gallagher. Visit the Holy Land with me and Inspiration Cruises and Tours. No other trip will be like Stand With Israel. StandWithIsraelTour.com. StandWithIsraelTour.com or call 855-565-5519. Feel like you're trying to push a boulder uphill wearing skates? If you run or manage a local business today, you're challenged like never before. We get it, and we want to help. We're Salem Surround. We're a full-service marketing agency that'll help you increase your customer base by designing incredibly effective plans to reach your consumers day, night, and everywhere they might be. If you're a local business and want to see what Salem Surround can do for you, Google Salem Surround New York. Remember to Google Salem Surround New York today. 
Increase your investment knowledge in a unique way this year. Join us on the 2023 Eagle Financial Publications Cruise along with The Money Show. Visit EagleFinancialCruise.com for details and to secure your cabin. Eagle Financial is a division of Salem Media Group. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Okay, folks, let's talk about court reporting. Would you like a career in the legal field making great money without having to go to law school? One that allows you the flexibility to choose where you work, for whom, and how frequently? Well, there's a high-powered and lucrative career that you really do need to know about, and it is court reporting. Court reporters and captioners are in higher demand than ever before. Court systems, schools, and television stations are all looking for these professionals to record and caption everything from depositions to court cases to live events. The NCRA has partnered up with Plaza College to offer a free two-week virtual seminar that gives you a glimpse into the world of court reporting and captioning. The program is called A to Z and is being offered free and can be completed from the convenience of your home. Sign up today by emailing info at plazacollege.edu. That's info at plazacollege.edu. Info at plazacollege.edu. You. Mike Glendell and MyPillow are launching the new MyPillow 2.0 with a special buy one, get one free offer. The MyPillow 2.0 offers a brand new temperature regulating technology that keeps you comfortable throughout the night. The new fabric dissipates heat and humidity to create a cooling sensation to maintain a, a cooler surface temperature. MyPillow knows core body temperature plays a big role in how well you sleep. The new fabric technology helps regulate your body temperature throughout the night by creating a lower surface surface temperature for a more restful night's sleep. Machine washable and dryable with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee and made in the USA. Just go to the radio listeners page at MyPillow.com, use the promo code AM970 or call 800-651-0798, 800-651-0798. Don't miss this incredible opportunity to buy one, get one free on the new MyPillow 2.0, 800-651-0798. Breaking news and local news. Find it on our website, am970theanswer.com. And now, back to Radio Night Live. Here's Kevin McCullough. It appears that the FBI messed around in 2016, certainly kind of got its toes wet in the nastiness of what the Clinton campaign was trying to cook up against Trump. In 2020, we have a pretty good idea that the CIA worked in convergence with big tech and maybe the FBI and some others to bring about um, a squelching of the Hunter laptop, Hunter Biden laptop story. They've kind of had a free, you said eight years, they've kind of had a free reign to kind of be this kind of partisan, kind of leaning entity within the operation of the government. Is there any reason to think that that's going to change before 2024? No, I don't. I mean, maybe I'm maybe I'm answering too quickly. I guess, Kevin, the best way to put it would be it depends on how effective the House Republicans are in conducting their investigations. But and I don't mean that as in any way to be snide. I think the I think uh, uh, Comer, James Comer and, and Jim Jordan uh, and some of these other committee heads have done a very good job, but they have to stay at it. Uh, and the bureau has to be convinced that, you know, a subpoena isn't pretty please. It's not like a suggestion that, you know, when they ask for information, um, they expect to get information and that they're watching all the time. And yeah. the, the problem I think with what you're, what you've just marshaled I think perfectly shows what the issue is here and why I'm concerned about the Bureau being an intelligence agency. Yep. They don't do this kind of stuff on the criminal side because when you do a criminal case, everybody knows there's gonna be discovery at the end. And if you've misled courts, that's gonna be found out. But on the intelligence side, everything's classified and there's no discovery, there's no defense lawyers pouring over it. So if, if Congress doesn't watch them carefully, then no one does. Well, and that, leads me to my next question which is we've got this kind of day and age in which this liberty has been taken we've got these warrantless searches and i kid you not friends those of you listening three and a half million 
uh, data searches without warrants that would normally require it, nearly 300,000 physical searches done without warrants that would normally require it. Um, and so far you've you've heard you know a tree fall in the forest for all the reaction that has happened uh via the media in fact i might be one of the only talk radio people that have mentioned it i just haven't seen it anywhere um but if that is in fact what's going on and we and, and we hope to have some way to, to clear it up. I've heard for a long time that there's this division between the seventh floor and the boot kickers. And I've always, I've known a lot of the boot kickers in my, in the door kickers in sure. my life. Uh, the, the ones that are stationed out in the field, they generally tend to have to have a very high, um, you know, uh, reputation. They have to be people that are kind of above reproach. Um, it was obvious in the Comey days in, uh, in at the um, FBI and the Justice Department that there were a, there was a lot of shenanigans go going on. So, you know, Mr. Strzok was getting away with stuff that nobody would have ever gotten away with. So is it possible to clean up the seventh floor? Does Christopher Ray need to resign? What needs to happen? Uh, or do we have to blow it all up and kind of start from the studs and, and rebuild it? Well, I think what Chris Ray would say is that the people who were cited by Durham as behind the uh, the dubious behavior in connection with Trump have all been removed from the bureau one way or another. But wasn't he there? Was, wasn't, wasn't he in the uh, fold somewhere at that point in time? Well, no, Wright came in after, um, after Comey got fired. So no, as the director, him. but I thought he was, a, I, th I still thought he was a higher ranking guy. Okay. Uh, he I'll was, he point. was in private. Yeah, I think he was in private practice at the time. Okay. But, um, you know, I think what he'd say is those people have been removed. I don't think that's satisfying to people because the Bureau is so image conscious. It did that very quietly. It didn't really feel to people like uh, like comeuppance. And a lot of these people failed up, right? They got big book contracts. They're on CNN. They're, you know, wherever they are. Um, so I, I, I think the unfortunate thing with this, Kevin, is what we're talking about now in connection with the surveillance is a real problem and it would be a problem even if we were talking about good faith people who we who we trusted to be scrupulous oh, and that is the the technological capability of the government to suck up all this information has surpassed its ability to develop algorithms that sift it so they're only allowed to look at what they're allowed to look at and that would be a hard technological problem even if we were dealing with people that we could have complete faith in but unfortunately we the bureau doesn't inspire that kind of faith anymore so it's hard to imagine that they're going to be the ones that that fix this so we're kind of stuck with our own kgb actually don't answer that andy i'm not going to get you in trouble <laughs> kevin mccullough it's just how it feels friends it feels like uh that organization has been weaponized against the people that disagree with the current administration. I don't know how else to put it. I'm not trying to be partisan. This is what it feels like. Kevin McCullough coming right back. Don't go away. Hi, Kevin McCullough. Wish there was an easier way to navigate the world of real estate. If only there was a way to learn from the best. Well, now there is. Saturdays at 10, our very own Dottie Herman, vice chair of Douglas Elliman, gives you the inside track to what is hot in real estate. Stay one step ahead in today's seller's market as Dottie gives her tips on how to make it through the tricky waters. Doesn't matter if you're new to the game or a seasoned vet, you need to listen to Eye on Real Estate. Dottie and her team of experts will guide you as sellers and buyers to make sure you're getting the best value for your property. Whether you want to become a real estate agent or work within the business, there is no better person to learn from than the great Dottie Herman. Why? Because she is the best, period. <laughs> so tune in, Eye on Real Estate, Saturdays at 10 on AM 970, The Answer. That's Eye on Real Estate, Saturday mornings at 10 o'clock on AM 970, The Answer. Paid actor, not a real customer. Quote based on the healthy, non-smoking, 44-year-old male with a 20-year term policy. Rates may vary. Welcome to Ethos, a new kind of insurance company that believes life insurance should be hassle-free, affordable, and accessible for everyone. For around a dollar a day, I got a 20-year, $250,000 term life insurance policy without a medical exam. All I had to do was answer a few health questions and snap, family protected. It was quick and easy. 
Ethos is 100% online. I got a quote in seconds, applied in minutes, and got coverage in hours. Just answer a few health questions. No medical exam, no blood tests, no hassle. Look, nobody wants to plan for the unthinkable, but it would be so much worse to not plan at all. So don't put it off. It feels great having the peace of mind knowing that my family is protected. Ethos, the 100% online hassle-free way to get affordable life insurance. Don't wait. Get your free online quote now at ethoslife.com. That's E-T-H-O-S life.com. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Eric Metaxas says we should be involved. That theology, the nicey-nicey theology, the theology that, oh, I can't be political, that theology is from the pit of hell, ladies and gentlemen. The idea that Christians are supposed to be not involved in politics is not biblical. If it were biblical, I would get behind it. Now, we're not supposed to make an idol of politics, but we're not supposed to make an idol of anything. The Eric Metaxas Show, weeknights at 11 on AM 970, The Answer. It took a panicked run on a major bank to lead to the second biggest bank failure in U.S. history. And Moody's just downgraded the entire U.S. banking system from stable to negative. Just a reminder why many people diversify their portfolios with something tangible, something that doesn't need bailing out, something that can't vanish into thin air. Learn the truth in Swiss America's shocking report, The Secret War on Cash. This all-out war against cash is a war against the Constitution, against all freedom-loving Americans. You must read The Secret War on Cash. Get your free copy by calling or texting 800-630-1495. That's 800-630-1495. This all-out war on cash, digital forms of currency too, is growing daily. So please get and read The Secret War on Cash, free to Salem listeners by calling or texting now at 800-630-1495. Make sure you mention Salem when you call or text 800-630-1495. America First with Sebastian Gorka. Weekday afternoons at 3 and evenings at 10 on AM 970. The Answer. Everybody loves my baby, my baby me. No one and now back to Radio Night Live. Once again, Kevin McCullough. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I am very pleased to welcome back to the microphone uh, someone who I've had on the air for many, many years, and he's done segments with me, and you hear us uh, chit-chat back and forth for about two minutes every single week about some issue related to estate planning or elder care and how to make sure your uh, your things are in order so that you don't have, you know, your your uh, legacy is not one of confusion for your kids and the people that come after you. Uh, and I just really love uh, he and his family all the way around. They're some of the best people I've ever met. And I just I just love the Connors family as a whole. Uh, and Mike Connors is joining us uh, here once again. And Mike, thank you for all that you do. Uh, you really help your clients and uh, the New York listenership understand the, the importance and the need to uh, make sure that their affairs are in order. You always encourage people to plan and not to not to goof off and leave it, <laughs> leave it for the uh, state to deal with afterwards. That's always bad. Um, but there's a whole nother side to Mike Connors, and it's one that is very, very uh, interesting. You're, you're a big movie buff. You're also a big baseball fan. And I understand that coming into this Memorial Day weekend, there's uh, some players that you specifically think are kind of cool. Welcome back. And who are they? Well, Kevin, I, I don't know if you remember this, but there was a dinner a few years back where you and Father Paul were at a table. Yes. And, you know, my good friend from the neighborhood, Father Charlie, and you and Father Paul were talking about theology. Uh-huh. And Father Charlie came up to you, why don't you guys talk about something important? <laughs> and Father Paul said, like what? Baseball. <laughs> I do remember so, that. Yeah, so here we are. And, you know, it's Memorial Day weekend. We want to remember the veterans. But I think one of the things overlooked in a lot of cases are the veterans who served in the U.S. military. And we're coming out. There's a guy, there was a second baseman named Eddie Grant. And he played in the major leagues in the teens. After he finished his major league career, he enlisted in the U.S. Army as soon as World War I started. And he was, he was the only genuine major league player who was killed in combat you know who played in the major leagues and he, he, we're coming about the 100th anniversary of his death and he was a harvard graduate 
Um, in fact, they used to say that when he was going after fly ball, he didn't say, I got it. He said, I have it. Because he wanted to be grammatically correct. <laughs> I love My wife would love that for sure. Uh, yeah. And this is a guy 35 years old. He enlisted in the Army and he died, you know, a year later. Mm. And I mean, that's a, a, a true hero. Yeah. You know, and I'm sure at 35, he didn't have to enlist. I don't know what the draft rules were back then, but I'm sure he didn't have to enlist. And and so here's a guy who's a major league ball player, Harvard graduate, enlists in the U.S. Army and loses his life a year later after enlisting. So I think he should be remembered a little bit more, especially now we're getting close to the 100th anniversary of his death. No, I love that. Eddie Grant, second baseman. Who did he play for? Second. He played for a couple of different teams in the National League, the Giants, the Reds, the Cubs. Interesting. He's a utility ball player, but that's not the, the point. You know, another ball player, I don't know, some of you may remember him, but Bobby Brown, Dr. Bobby Brown. Dr. Bobby Brown was a medic in World War II. He played for the Yankees between World War II and the early 50s. Was in maybe four World Series. Good third baseman, you know, not a great ball player. But then he was called up and he went to Korea and he was a medical doctor at that time. Wow. And then he was in the Korean War. After that, he played a little bit more for the Yankees. Then he retired from baseball, became a cardiologist, um, was a cardiologist for many, many years in Texas. Then when he couldn't operate anymore, he came back to baseball, and he ended up being president of the American League eventually. Huh. And <laughs> it's a remarkable life. And one of his claims to fame, he was a roommate of Yogi Berra when they were in the minor leagues together after the war. And they were both World War II veterans, which, again, Yogi Berra was a, was a World War II veteran, combat veteran. And there are 70 Hall of Fame baseball players who wore the uniform of the United States who are in the Hall of Fame. No kidding. When I first, when I first heard that number, I said, it can't be. But then we started looking at the list, and yeah, it does come up to that now. There, there's certain people you wouldn't think about, like there was a baseball executive, the first president of the National League in 1876 was a Civil War veteran, Morgan Buckley. Huh. So, you know, that you wouldn't think of. And as far as we know, he's the only Civil War veteran, you know, in the Baseball Hall of Fame. But there, there are numerous Negro League players who are in the Hall of Fame. And of course, I didn't think about them first at first because you don't they, they weren't they didn't play in the major leagues because of obviously the color barrier was there until 1947 right. and it Jack wasn't Robinson considered broken. you know <clears throat> major league but yeah even though now the talent was off the hook the talent was major leagues yeah. yes absolutely so there are a lot of those guys that were in there um and then there were ball players too who were not in major in the major leagues when they were in the service but became major leaguers after like ralph kiner and gil hodges and Gil Hodges was in Okinawa and, you know, was in combat and was a Bronze Star winner. Do we know which war has the most number of major leaguers that served in, in the in the theater during during the time of that particular war? Yeah. Which war, war, war has II. the most? Oh, I, that's what I kind of figured. World War II but, by far. Yeah. Yeah. Of the World 70, what, how many of those do you would you say were World War II vets? More than half. Okay. More than half. Because there were some World War One vets, there was only one Civil War vet, and the number of Korean War veterans, and they didn't serve in combat, would be some of the players we know about now, like Willie Mays and Whitey Herzog and uh, yeah. Ernie Banks. Uh, Do we know Whitey the most Ford, recent? Eddie Matthews. Do we know the most recent? Well, the recent? only two guys, there's no guy from Vietnam. So Willie Mays and Whitey Herzog were in the Korean War, and they're both still alive. And Whitey Herzog made the Hall of Fame as a manager, which is one of the numbers that threw me off. Yeah. You know, they're baseball executives in the Hall of Fame. They're managers in the Hall of Fame. So Whitey Herzog made as a manager. So when they said there were, you know, 70 members of the Hall of Fame who wore the uniform, I wasn't thinking of guys like him right away. Yeah. But he is one. So Willie Mays, they're both in the early 90s. They were the two guys from Korea that are still alive. I know that in the football. No from, I know that in the football ranks, Pat Tillman went from active uh, player status right. in the NFL to uh, the Iraq War, and got killed uh, on mission. Uh, are there any modern baseball players that have gone and, and played, maybe not in the Hall of Fame, but that have served? Not that I know of. No, I mean there were some guys who were in the National Guard and the reserves, but back in the, in the '60s and. 
you know, when there was a draft, a lot of those ball players they went into the reserves or National Guard and fulfilled their duties that way. So, you know, it was relatively easy in the 60s to get out of the draft. You you continually are a fountain of information, Mike, that I've that nobody else on earth knows. And I am so honored to get to have a chat with you every now and then because I learn stuff every time I do. Uh, give my best to Beth and to Mike Jr. Always a pleasure to have you. All right. Thank you, Kevin. You got it. Kevin McCullough coming right back. Don't go away. Summer is right around the corner. Let Invite Health help you get ready for the season with our limited-time Memorial Day Buy One, Get One Free sales event. The sale is on now. Start your summer season off with a health kick. Check out one of our brand-new multivitamins for added support for brain and immune health. Looking to shed some extra weight to be beach-ready? Check out Probiotic Weight or Trim HX. Buy any Invite Health product at suggested retail and get the second bottle free. Give us a call to order by phone at 800-673. That's 800-673-2345. Listen to past shows and informative podcasts all at invitehealth.com. Visit invitehealth.com for our retail locations and to set up a free nutritional consultation in person by phone or by video. Take advantage of Invite's limited time buy one get one free Memorial Day sale. Contact Invite at 800-673-2345. That number for Invite, 800-673-2345. Hey, it's Joe Piscopo. I've teamed up with Steve Perillo to create a special offer for our AM970 family, a Perillo tour with yours truly in attendance, three nights in Rome, seeing the important sites like the Vatican, the Colosseum, the Forum, as well as a special dinner performance by yours truly, then fly to Sicily and spend three nights in Taormina. Next, Taormina's Godfather tour. Visit the medieval villages of Forza d'Ago, in Savoca, see the famous Barbatelli where Michael Corleone asked Apollonia's father for her hand in marriage. Next, on to Palermo for three more nights before flying home. A Perillo tour is a stress-free escorted vacation where you do not lift a finger. Call today, 800-431-1515, 800-431-1515, or please visit perillotours.com. We all know that your dollar doesn't go as far as it used to. That's why I want you to know about Key City Capital and how they believe their investments can offset the negative impact of this inflationary environment. I've gotten to know their team. They offer passive investment in cash-flowing real estate that can help offer a hedge against inflation and stock market volatility. When home prices and interest rates rise like they are now, many families delay home ownership and choose to rent. At the same time, Key City Capital owns thousands of rental units in the U.S. This allows them to offer attractive investments that provide cash-flowing income. Connect with the Key City Capital team and let them grow your wealth and diversify your investment portfolio. Go to keycitycapital.com slash G-O-R-K-A or call 817-912-1569. Key City compensates Dr. Gorka through its sponsorship of his show. For important information about Key City's relationship with Dr. Gorka, go to keycitycapital.com slash Gorka. AM 97, the answer. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Brandon Tatum is next on AM 970, the answer. Once again, from New York, here's Radio Night Live and Kevin McCullough. Thank you, Lonnie Perkins. Always appreciate you uh, and friends as we head into this, what for many is turning into a four-day um, holiday weekend. I don't know why, but there's uh, <laughs> the kids have, have a bunch of kids across the area have tomorrow off, which... I never got off as a kid. Um, I guess we didn't use all of our snow days or something in some districts. So uh, anyway, uh, the, the ankle biters will be enjoying four complete days before they have to go back. Um, and I would encourage you, friend, if you have a family and you have small ones especially, if you can, put the work down for a little bit. Um, I, I'm going to try to do that in, in, in my world. I, I'm going to encourage you to try to do that in your world as well. I want to end with a thought. Um, that struck me very deeply today. I was in my studio. Um, you know, I've got the Kevin McCullough radio show. I've got uh, Radio Night Live. I've got the uh, That Kevin Show on the Salem News Channel on the weekend that I, we produce throughout the week. 
um, and there's always a billion issues going on and there's a hundred important things that need to be covered and there's just all this stuff that's just always flying around me and then in addition to that I have to say that for the last three years my, my family we've we've been through a lot we watched a lot of our friends just pack up and move to Florida and of course came the question from my lovely bride well why can't why can't we why don't we have the ability to do that and if I'm going to do media and be here in New York, I obviously have to kind of be here in New York. There's actually a guy. This this is a joke, by the way. There's a guy on another station uh, on, on the AM dial uh, every afternoon who pretends to do a New York show from Florida. <laughs> and I can't I can't do New York from Florida. I've got to be here to talk to you and to be with you. Um, so anyway, um there's there's just been a lot and sometimes a little encouraging word just does wonders so i got a, i got a letter from a longtime pastor of mine friend i consider him in many ways more of an earthly father than than even my my own dad um but he just dropped a note and said hey want you and, and the bride to know that me and my bride we're praying for you you've been on our minds for the last few days and we just we just been praying for you and I don't know, friends, in this day and age where thoughts and prayers are always spurned, I always seem to be grateful for them. So I I feel really good about that. Hey, coming up this weekend on the Christian Outlook, which is on all the Salem stations uh, nationwide, I get to uh, host this week's show. The the hosts rotate and I'm I'm on, you know, once a month or something like that. But this week's show, we're doing a complete one hour tribute to the life of Tim Keller. Uh, who passed away this week here in New York. And if he had a meaningful ministry in your life, we are going to hear from Tim. We are going to hear from people who knew Tim. And I suspect it's going to be very, very special. The Christian Outlook. If you want to get online, thechristianoutlook.com, or you can follow him on the social media. And then on That Kevin Show this weekend, we've got George Foreman. We've got Carrie uh, uh, Sheffield from the Independent Women's Forum. And we've got Sean Patrick Flannery. Uh, joining us along with music artist Lindsay L. I hope you'll check that out Saturday night, Sunday night, 9 o'clock on the Salem News Channel. I'm Kevin McCullough. I'll see you soon. It's Legal Night on Radio Night Live, sponsored by Plaza College. If you're looking for a lucrative career in court reporting and captioning, check out Plaza College. Go to plazacollege.edu.